Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com there's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. American Glutton Podcast has a Patreon. Do you hate commercials? Well, we've got a Patreon. Do you want bonus episodes? That's on the Patreon. Do you want to hang out and chat in our Discord channel? That's part of the Patreon, too. We even have an option where you can leave me voicemails. All on the Patreon. So check it out today. Patreon.com slash American Glutton. We have a Patreon. Hi, I'm Ethan Suplee. Welcome to American Glutton. Outside of acting, my two favorite things to do are diet and eat. I have a very complicated relationship with food, and on this podcast, we're going to talk about all of it. Food as entertainment. Food as sport. Food as fuel. I'll talk to experts and the average person, just like you and me. I hate to ask you to do anything, but if you're enjoying the show... Please take a moment to like, subscribe, rate, review, all of the above on whatever app you're getting it from. American Glutton is brought to you by Trifecta. Trifecta is the perfect tool for diet and maintenance adherence. It reduces time, thought, and effort in making sure I am never without the food I need to succeed. Go to www.trifectanutrition.com slash American Glutton, where you will get 40% off your first order. Today on American Glutton, I'm welcoming back the one and only Kevin Smith. We're going to talk about his vegan life and how he keeps his weight off with intermittent fasting and hiking. We're also going to talk about loose skin, autophagy, and all the other big words that Kevin is amazed I know. You can find Kevin on Instagram at that Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith, welcome back to the American Glutton Podcast. This has been, what, two years? Yeah. I think it was pre-pandemic. Now we've lived through the changing of the world. Let me tell you something. I, as a longtime podcaster, and that's not, you know, fucking bragging or throwing out my bona fides, but I have been podcasting since 2007. Watching you build your show and watching your dedication to it and watching the fucking scope and breadth of the guests that you've been bringing on. Nothing short of inspiring. Thank you. Dude. So happy. Like that's it's it's a it's a lot of people can start 
And after 10 episodes, they get a little like, eh, I got a shit to do. Yeah. You're as committed to it as you are your program, which, you know, I was telling Ethan when he first walked in, his Instagram is one of my favorites, inspiring because he's always showing the work and stuff. And then even I talked to you when I saw you, Ethan came over, it was last month. Yeah. And did a cameo for Clerks 3. Sorry, I just got done walking, so my nose is all runny. I don't want you to think I'm cokey. I'm stony. <laughs> or COVID. Like, it could be anything. Now. Exactly. Um, yes, I don't want you to think I'm COVID. But um, it was, uh, oh, fuck. What was I just saying? Clerks 3. So Ethan came over uh, and did a cameo for Clerks 3, which is wonderful. I wanted to show you before we recorded, but we jumped into it. So afterwards, I'll fucking yeah. show you. But it's fantastic. So um, when he came over last time, I told him, I was like, I can't tell you how much I was appreciative of the post where you talked about extra skin. Yeah. That's the fucking part of losing weight that nobody ever tells you about. Nobody wants to talk about because there's, you know, this belief that like, if you reduce the whole body reduces and it's true, but the skin don't reduce. Skin don't reduce. And it just fucking like hangs out with you. And then, you know, there are things one could do about it, and you talked about that and shit, and you were very upfront about it, which was good for me because every once in a while I go like, I wonder if I could, and I don't think I got the fucking, no no pun intended, but stomach for it. I'm a pussy when it comes to pain, and that process sounds painful. It's brutal. Yeah. I, you know, that, that, that I think loose skin is such an interesting subject because really when I lost weight, I I waited for my skin to shrink i was like I you thought did. too that I it's did. like it's probably gonna come it's back gotta come because nobody fucking tells you man you don't like know. there's no i never knew anybody that was big that lost a bunch of weight and if i did the subject of like hey what does what? your body just go back to normal right so i knew it wouldn't be right away like because when i lost weight i could see that the skin was drooping and stuff but i was like oh maybe over the course of a year, it just slowly, t but it don't. No. Like once you distend it, you have distended it. And then you've got a choice to make, which is like, do you cosmetically do something about it? Or do you be like, you know what? I'm just going to, I'll just wear it as a fucking reminder. Yeah. Shit. On a certain point, being 51 and married helps make that decision yeah like if i was out there trying to fucking score <laughs> like you know i gotta fucking dress to impress yeah yeah i, w I wouldn't be tucking my extra skin in right. and shit i'd be like doc chop it off but how bad is it like how you do you did it yeah and it hurts i had two surgeries on skin it's i mean look and I, what I, pushed you where, where was it after the year after seeing it not come back were you like fuck it i'm gonna do something i i i lost a bunch of weight had all this loose skin to say the least yeah and 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 then i gotta say later on like even recently into the podcast i was hesitant to talk about it because it's like it's a big stigma to it man it's fucking tough i i worked hard i feel finally good about my weight how i look i don't want to talk about this thing that was really traumatic yeah and it was yeah um but i and people know too like i've had people on my my twitter stream be like hey man uh, what do you do about loose skin and then you get some shitty people who are just like where's your loose skin bro yeah you're like all right go fuck right. yourself yeah, yeah yeah fucking where's where are you let me let me see a picture of you hoss yeah exactly. you know before you go casting stones i get i get torn up because there's a few different things there's like some people selling creams that are purported to reduce loose skin but they don't they do not 
There's some snake people oil. selling diets that are purported to lose snake oil. Skin is an organ. Once it has grown to that size, and there's there's this one school of thought where it's like if you fast, autophagy will consume the skin. Human body cannot catabolize skin. It's no. like a heart or your liver. And side note on autophagy before we jump into it, because yeah. the fact you're the only the third person on the planet who I've heard use that word in conversation. Right. It's a um, real thing. It is an absolute real thing. I'm a big faster, big believer in the intermittent fast, water fast. Yeah. So I think the longest I've done was like 172 hours or something like that. I just got done with a four day fast, um, 96 hours, just water. Some people are like, why, you know, why don't you just eat right and don't do a crackpot diet? Number one, this is not a crackpot diet. If you know anything about health, and I'm not purporting to know everything about health. But this autophagy that Ethan is talking about, this is how the body fucking repairs itself. And we as human beings don't ever give it time to do that. Right. Because we consume as much as we do, the body is constantly in a state of breaking down and transferring and processing and stuff. So when one fasts, whether it be a day, two days, three days, four days, whatever, by day three, I believe it is, day two or three is when autoph autophagy kicks in. And the body does all these miraculous things. I can't tell you how many people on Twitter are like, you're just fucking losing muscle, bro. None of this is true. The body goes right to the stored energy, does not go to the muscles. Also, what the body then does is produce stem cells, something that it, you know, it's rarely gets to shut off other than child, like babies. Exactly. But you can promote that as an adult in yourself just by simply giving your system a break and think about it like like anything else some some people must think like well the break is between breakfast lunch and dinner it's like guess what your fucking body's doing between, yeah it's yeah. working fucking overtime and just when it's like all right fine we've got everything put where it needs to be oh fuck here's more we're not meant to eat as much as we eat like, we are not meant to eat anywhere near as much as we eat. i mean we're not even honestly meant to eat one meal a day we're fucking hunter gatherers, which means like you eat when you find food. And in the winter, you're fucking real Spartan. So you put on the weight during the summer and the spring so that when the fucking cold comes, you've got insulation. That's that is the human animal. We we are literally built to store fat. Yes. We want and you body. and I particularly <laughs> <We are> experts, <laughs> really learned how to do it quite well. If anyone's hiring for that sort of thing, yeah. we know how to do it. The thing autophagy won't do yeah, is fix the skin. Is eat your skin. It no. just won't do that. It will eat all your fat, then your muscle, mm -hmm. and then finally your calcium in your teeth, you'll start losing your teeth and your hair, mm -hmm. and then it will eat your heart and you will die yeah. before so it don't, eats your skin. Don't take it too far, kids. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's called starvation. Right. But like a few days of fast, good for your system, but it ain't going to fix your skin. Nothing right. will fix the skin apparently except surgery. It's so weird that you say the skin is an organ. You're absolutely fucking right. That's one of those things I totally forget. Yeah. But yeah, it's... It's not malleable, kids. No. It's not like your stomach. Now, your stomach, you could distend, and I have distended my stomach. But over time, you can train your stomach back to a smaller size. If you're only putting in this much food all the time, it does shrink from what I understand. It's not built the same as skin. Skin is built to stretch. Mm. But if you lose the weight quickly, it's built to go back. Once it's stretched out, it wants it. Your, your body always wants to store more fat. So once it's totally taut, it goes, 
I better grow this big so that I have the room to store more fat. Isn't that fucking amazing? So, like, my body's doing exactly what it should. Yeah. And meanwhile, I'm at war with my body. And yeah. my body, like, I can't wait to meet my body when I die and have the conversation where <laughs> yeah. he was like, bro, if we just got on the same page. Yeah, like, fucking what the fuck, man? It was all about joy in my world. We could have eaten anything we wanted. But I have that led such, to an operating table. Right. I have such dark thoughts about the evolution of the human species and how I think for so long we fought against famine because that wiped out groups of people prior to reproductive age and Agreed. that's really when you can make an, a change mm. um and so we learn to store fat really adequately and now we come to this bountiful time where every 7-eleven could feed 100 people for months absolutely with a lot of empty calories too useless stuff you might as well eat cardboard yeah to some degree i mean a lot of cardboard might kill you but like this stuff does nothing I, I remember i was blown away the day my wife told me she's like you're supposed to eat you're supposed to shop the outer rim of the food store right and i was like why and she's like think about inside. it and i thought about it and i was like vegetables fruit milk oh yeah i guess that makes sense she's like the more aisles you move into the store the more everything's box processed and made to sit there on a shelf for a long time yeah food is is very difficult for folks like us it baffles people sometimes when it's like well can't you just and it's like no i can't just i got i got an eating disorder and my eating disorder is i won't stop yeah uh, i have portion control issues i realize i'm really good at it like a few years back when i was post heart attack i was terrified to die so you know i would leave the house to go eat at veggie grill once a day and that is fucking it and that made all the difference pandemic comes and you're eating in the house and you're eating in the house twice a day and you're eating in the house three times a day and you can get anything delivered to the house now via postmates <laughs> and fucking you need comfort food at a time like this and there'll be time to remove the weight later i got some room uh, yeah and then you find yourself not back where you were but i i put on weight and i had to take weight fucking off and stuff like between Early December, like I went out to Jersey to do a thing with Jay at the Secret Stash, took pictures of somebody and shit, and I was able to wear my blazer and shit very comfortably. I just yesterday put on my blazer for the first time since then. Hadn't because had it on since then. Hadn't, hadn't, couldn't. Like it, it just, it would have looked like fat guy in a little coat. And somebody on Twitter was just like, I just saw you early in December. How is that possible? But I'm like, hang out in my house for a week, bro. Yeah. You know, you give me something to watch and you give me something to just sit there and feed with and I'll feed over the course of two hours. You know, I won't fucking like eat in the first five minutes of the movie and watch the rest. What makes this movie even better is the constant fucking sense of satiety. Like, oh, yes, fucking, yeah. that's good. This is good. Life is good. So I know what my bad habits are and shit. And sometimes they get the best of you. Like, I, you know, you've. You've done an excellent job of dedication uh, to the craft of rebuilding yourself. But even you said that, like, there have been times where you struggle still. You get to, well, you know, I struggle. My wife and her family want to go out to eat a lot. Mm. For me, that's a killer because if I'm not totally control over, like, how many calories is this? How much protein? How much fat? If I go to a restaurant, even if I say steam everything, I'm not totally sure. And then once I'm not totally sure, it's like, well... I can have a bite of the appetizer. I can have a bite of this. And suddenly I'm not sure of anything anymore, yeah. you know? And then the guideposts by which you lead your life now, which led you to health, 
suddenly get moved. Yeah. But you don't want to be antisocial and you want to be with your family and you want to be able to fucking like I was I started to fast and it was two days into it. And that was Gail, my mother-in-law's birthday. We had a dinner for her. And my kid was like, you can't you can't not eat. It's Nana's birthday. You know, and I don't want to say no to the fucking kid. But at the same time, I'm going to be like, yeah, but I'm trying to accomplish something here. You know what I'm right. saying? Like, I just, it's easier for you. She's younger. She trains like five days a week and shit. Um, and she, you know, I don't. One day I went to her trainer and I was like, this ain't for me <laughs> at all. I'll, I'll stick to hike and run you. But all right. But anyway, back to loose skin. So you were, you were like, you didn't want to talk about it with anybody. I didn't want to talk about it after I had basically handled it. But then to complicate everything, look, I, I, I had the worst possible outcomes with this that you could you have. You had a bad experience, like compared to even most. I got cut in half, sewn together, got home. Uh, was on a bunch of medication I'm really not supposed to be on for sobriety reasons. Mm. Uh, had severe anxiety, like every minute sitting still thought, I'm just getting fat, I'm stretching the loose skin. Became active too early, fell over, tore my side open. Oh, God. Oh, H God. Huge. That hurts. So bad that they couldn't sew me back up. So the entire last season of My Name is Earl, I have something called a wound vac hooked up to me where it's basically just sucking the liquid away and you got a machine pumping it that out. You hold, that you put on a harness over your arm or something. Yeah. Tracy Morgan had that on Cop Out. Yeah. Um, he had a, a hole in his foot. Right. And they had the machine in the- Constant, because you can't, if it's really out. bad, you can't sew it up. Oh my God, that's so fucking horrifying. Horrible. And, and my- my wound really was about the size of a football and it took god eight months to heal to be off the wound fact what is the process what do they actually do they i don't know exactly i mean they draw a bunch of lines on you and you're like jesus what is what do all these lines mean and they're like these are guideposts and we're gonna go up here and pull it down here and they basically just cut a section of skin out and then pull you together and then re-sew and re-sew you and you but you got tubes i had six tubes coming out of me pulling liquid out of me those tubes were in there for a while then i fell and tore myself open so then i had a wound vac into it was dude it was so like in retrospect would you do it again I couldn't do it today. Right. I think if I went back to that moment, probably this was like 15 years ago now. Is that what happened? You did this 15 years ago? 2007. So this is before you even started like jacking up. Yeah. Um. What about, so wait, getting jacked, is that affected at all? Well, then <laughs> I had that accident, tore myself open, was really down for the count and gained a bunch of weight. And I gained some, uh, 2000 nine and ten i went almost back up to 400 pounds when 2010 when were you bike riding that's when i started bike riding after that i got up to about that was the fucking like i mean now you look fucking insanely different too but i remember seeing you fucking bike riding and yeah you were like you had chicken legs that was probably 2011 i was jesus christ motherfucker yeah. like is actually biking how many miles did you spike 400 a week it was a lot, a lot of bike riding. It was, it was like eight so hours much a day. fucking bike riding. Yeah. You by yourself? By myself. I By myself and with groups, a little bit of both. Did you wipe out? Is that why you stopped or did you just stop? I did wipe out. So I happened in Byron, my father-in-law. He biked all the time. He'd do 50, 60, 80 miles. Motherfucker's like in his 70s. 
And then one day he was done with a bike ride with a buddy, pulled into the lot, fucking just to their cars, hit a tiny ass little dirt patch, <laughs> busted his goddamn hip and yeah. fucking put him out. So he won't do it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I wound up in a hospital in Temecula. What happened? I was coming down a hill. We rode from uh, like Laurel Canyon and Mulholland to Palos Verdes, which is pretty far. Yeah, fuck. Up the hill, around the hill, and we're riding back and coming down the hill. I crashed, broke my helmet. I got 37 stitches in my forehead. My skull was exposed. You told, that's right. We talked about those last time. Jesus herniated Christ. quad. Like I was tr- really torn up. And I did ride a little bit after that, but. But it made you reticent to get back on a bike? Like, fuck yeah. that. And Brandy was also like, look, dude, we're not rich people. At some point, you got to go back to work. All you're doing is riding your bike. And we're now you're not, getting hurt. Also not young people. Either. Right. Yeah, we're, we're adults here. Like, bike riding gears are behind you. Dude. Yeah. You, if you can figure out a way to make money doing this, by all means. <laughs> exactly, right? man. Can you fucking turn this into a remake of Quicksilver? Yeah. Then you've got fucking the best of both worlds. Yeah. But here you are in the hospital and you've only ridden your bike for the last year. Let's go try to get some jobs. It's do you think it's clear, easy to say that you and I have addictive personalities. Um, do you think the pendulum just swings and you're like, now it's all the bike? Because if it ain't the bike, I'm thinking about that or the food or this. I do, but I also think it's an attempt at other things. Like it's an attempt to swing it away from something destructive. So where I want to eat or do drugs. Like then- how Jay used to play blackjack instead of fucking doing heroin yeah. and then poker and then the fucking hobbit game right. you know, where you build farms and shit all these things where he would go deep and get addicted and you were like oh he's replacing one bad thing one bad addiction with a good addiction right but still addiction's addiction your lady was just like stop riding your fucking bike yeah she, she's <laughs> like let's fucking practice moderation it took me 10 years basically to to come to a place where i think today i've found some moderation i spend an hour in the gym mm. I am able to go out to dinner with her when she wants, although I do limit it. She, she would go out to eat five times a week, and I'm like, mm. once a week, twice a month would be more preferable. But I'll do that, and I'm not going to only order steam stuff, right? right? Right, And trying to claw my way towards moderation, but that's my biggest issue. So I don't know moderation. Me neither. I never, me and moderation never been a friend. <laughs> I know discipline. Right. But I don't and can't. I have a hard fucking time practice practicing moderation. Like when people, when I talk about fasting, they're like, if you could fucking not eat food for like a week, why can't you just portion control? And I'm like, why can't I? Right. Like you tell me. Yeah. It reminds me of how, you know, I'd always get on Jay's dick and be like, why, why can't you just stop doing heroin? <laughs> right. You know, like, or just do so much that you can yeah, live just, a normal life. Yeah. Dude, a little heroin. Yeah. Why, you know, why can't you stop at a glass? Why does it have to be two glasses of heroin? <laughs> but that's mine. You know, it's so sweet of him for years to never be like, Hey, asshole, why can't you stop at like 10 ho-hos? Right. But like he never did and stuff, but we all have our thing. And I know for a fact, I'm 51 year old man. I know me better than anybody on fucking Twitter that it's easier for me to not eat than it is to eat eating for me is fraught with peril because it's just like unless i'm in a room and somebody's like here is your portion and that's it and there's no fridge over there and you can't fucking order in or anything like that i even while i'm on my best behavior i started like a bean program recently where i'm like just doing black beans for a while see what happens and stuff all protein black bean 
And, you know, I had a thing of black beans and then I found myself sauntering in the kitchen and be like, what else is in here? You know, and then I had to drag my, and then I made more beans and then sat down. I was like, look, fucking just bean it. Like, if you're going to eat, eat the thing that you said you're going to eat. You know how many calories are in this fucking thing? Right. You eat this can, it's 270 calories. You know, fucking go take a walk, you can take that off. Right. And tr- by the way, try to eat 10 cans and overdo it. No. Try. No. Especially with beans. Right. Although I'll be honest with you, I might be able to do it. Really? I fucking love beans. Bro. No salt, no oil, well, just I didn't beans. Say that. Okay. <laughs> I put everything spice on, you know, like the, in, Trader Joe's has a everything but the bagel. Yes. So it's the everything part. Well, that makes everything delicious. Makes it yeah. fantastic. Get through a <laughs> but if I had to, I could eat the beans plant. It just wouldn't be nearly as enjoyable. Yeah. <laughs> I, w- I would bet you'd have a hard time getting Fuck through yeah. 10 cans of beans. In but I, I would have no hard time getting through like 10 cans of pudding. Right. No, me neither. <laughs> 10, 10 pounds of pudding and room to spare. Like, yeah. And then I'm eating the cakes also oh bro it was i'm telling you it like over the holiday over that period from like december to january i just like you it's when you're outside and inside yourself and you see what you're doing and you cognize what you're doing but then some part of your brain is like you have time to correct this and you know that kind of thinking led me to a heart attack yeah so, you know, I'm lucky enough that after a heart attack, they put me on some blood thinners and shit because, you know, that was that was my thing. I had blood cholesterol in my fucking blood. Now I'm plant based. So any cholesterol in there hopefully is the good stuff or the usable cholesterol. But don't matter. I, f- I fucking looked at death and you would think that keep a motherfucker straight for life. But then, you know, I don't want to I don't want this ain't putting them down because I love them to death. But I found me this vegan bakery in the valley. That makes conchas and fucking uh, porquitos and all these fucking like amazing Mexican desserts, all fucking vegan. Right. So there's like four weeks where I was just like every day. They loved me there. They were like, Kevin. I was yeah. like, I. And it was tasty as fuck, but like I'm still working it off. You yeah. know? And it's tough to say fucking no when you find good things it's tough to keep food in the perspective i need to keep it i can't speak for all but for me it has to be just fuel it can't be entertainment can't be pleasure yeah otherwise if it's pleasure i want more and 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 more more of it i think that that's and i and again i can't speak for all but i but i know my experience i think is pretty much the same as yours yeah and when i've tried to do I tried to do the not the vegan version, but the no carb version. So I'm I'm not going to eat carbs, and then I guess I'll be okay, right? There is a diet out there that really sells. If you just get rid of carbs and high fat, you're going to lose weight and you're going to be fine. And I think that I think that any radical change to your diet at weights like mine and like yours at mm. our peaks, any change you're going to lose weight. Yes, but then you get to the point where you're where you're like, no, I'll eat seven ribeyes today and that's 5,000 calories and I'm going to gain fat even if I'm still losing glycogen (laughs) stored in my muscles as water weight, I'm going to develop fat. And (coughs) you're so fucking (coughs) smart and studied at this. (coughs) I can't tell you the last time (coughs) I heard anybody, including my doctor, Use the term glycogen. <laughs> glycogen autophagy. We're doing a fucking scientific episode. We are two of the smartest dumb guys you'll ever meet, kids. Yeah. But you know what? You get smart about certain things when it has to do with you. Yeah. Um, 
And who knows you better than fucking you, man? So good for you fucking with that terminology. Anyway, back to you. I, I uh, just the when I, I worry for people when it's like, if you just do X, <coughs> and look, I think there's probably many people who could just do X mm. and have great success. And then I think if anybody's like me or like you, X isn't enough. No. It's just not. That's the, that's the sad truth, man. And that's the one thing that, like, when you pass on to people, when I dropped a bunch of weight, cats were like, how do you do it, man? I was like, I'll, I'll tell you, but you, you're really not going to want to hear it. <laughs> I went plant-based. I reduced my caloric intake, and I have to move every day, like an hour. I go hiking. I go walking. And people are like, yeah, but what's the secret? Right. <laughs> you're like, well, that's kind of it. It's man. really tough. And that's for like, imagine if you're a th- all right, like sometimes these fucking thin people with like, you know, maybe two pounds extra on them are like, oh, I want to be like you. And you're like, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, fuck shit. you. All you have to do is like take off a weekend yeah. at best and you'll be emaciated and shit. I got to like fucking seriously put in a month's time on Runyon. To start seeing results. Right. Like I'm now on day, today was day 46, I think, or 47, 46. Um, and I'm seeing results like last week, this week, this week, even more. I'm like, all right, all right. Because for a minute there, I was like, did I forget how to do this? Right. And I did, Ethan, because I realized I was hiking every day and I did not reduce my caloric intake. Right. So the moment I did that. Change. My body just started eating, my body started eating the fat. Yeah. And, and again, for anyone out there that's just like, oh, it's going to eat your muscle. It won't do that until it gets through the fat and kids got a lot of fat to get through. (laughs) Oh my God. My body could eat out on me for like a good month before it touched muscle. Yeah. Um, it's there. It's, uh, and you know, that's, that's how I approach it. I I don't endorse it for everybody. Right. But you know, for me, it was like, if, if you're going to be hiking that fucking shitty hill every day, like I hate it. I wish it would come to me, but I got to keep going up it. But if you're going to keep doing that every day, makes no sense. Come home, eat a bunch of fucking fried food. Yeah. What's, you know, it, you're not going to see what you want. No. I mean, even if we go back into the science and of course this is all, there are no absolutes in science and this is all just like statistical analysis and all of that. The majority of people are never going to, uh, be able to create a big enough deficit over a long enough period of time just using exercise. Mathematically speaking. M- mathematically speaking. There's other things that happen, like there's something called the the neat non-exercise active thermogenesis. So we're sitting here talking. Non-exercise active thermogenesis. thermogenesis. So is that burning calories by being alive? It's more than being alive. <clears throat> being alive would be just thermogenesis, your basal metabolic rate. Listen to this motherfucker, man. Yeah, watch. Neat. Willem, of all people. Neat is us talking. Neat is walking to the bathroom. Yes. Neat is using your hands. So when you get deep, if you you just increase exercise, right, your body is going to fight against this by slowing down your movement. You might go to the bathroom twice less throughout the day you might stop talking with your hands it's literally going to stop you from using energy right not cognitively it's all subconscious it's just physical it's just the body (laughs) trying to be like look you don't know what you're doing we're taking over yeah 
So you try to outdo <coughs> your calories with exercise, your body's going to go, well, we're going to pull back some of your movement from other places to make up for it. Interesting. Maybe not 100%, but no matter what, the caloric deficit, like going like, how much do I need? Okay, I'm not going to eat that much is the the cleanest way to success. Right, right, right. Finding the number. Yeah, and I mean, it doesn't, but like you, I doubt that you're crunching numbers every day. You don't have to crunch numbers, mm -mm. but you know, I mean, I think you can do it the way you're doing it. Like if you just eat to the point where you're losing weight, you're in a caloric deficit, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, Or, you know, swap out uh, calorically dense foods like Ho-Ho's and Twinkies for vegetables or something like this that yep. that will put you into it it doesn't have to be math there was somebody the other day when i put up on twitter like um that i was doing fast and then kicking in this black bean program and i did the quick math when you're ready to pop the question the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring at blue .com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. It dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Like if I do a serving of black beans a day, it's like 300 calories, something like that. And then that means if I go hiking for an hour, blah, 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 burn, it gets burned off. And then, you know, there were a bunch of people that were like, stop trying to math this. Think about that 300 calories is the energy your body's going to need to get up running. And I'm like, Yes, bitch. If I was fucking thin like you, right. I don't need the energy to get a Runyon. I've yeah. got it. Like, yeah. that's the thing is I need to harness what's already there. So when people give you all sorts of fucking advice and they give it without fucking not just walking in your shoes, but wearing your clothes, knowing how to be a dense human fucking being and shit like that. You know, it's like, think, motherfucker, like. Why would I need more energy? Right. That's why the caloric deficit works for a person like me, because I'm trying to use up this shit. Somebody described it as like, you know, people are always saying, I think it was Ray Cronies. 
who does that just desserts program. He's like, people always say that like food is fuel for the body. And he's like, that's not. He's like, food goes into an oil refinery in the body. And then the body changes that oil right. into food, just like an oil refinery takes the crude and refines it into fuel. But it's storing. It's constantly storing because it's trying to save your life in the future. Yeah. Body don't know how good we have it. Body <laughs> doesn't understand that you could call Postmates. It's never going to starve and yeah. shit. Body just knows what it's known through all of evolution, which is hold on to the fat, hold on to the fat, hold on to the fat. And for some people, that don't seem to be an issue. God bless them. For people like us, it we got it. Lifelong struggle. Yeah. I, 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 but right now, winning the battle. Right. In a way that, like, honestly, think about it. Did you ever think you'd look like this in your life? Never. Me neither. No. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I, I looked like this in high school. Right. So I was like, well, those days are gone. And I'm, you know, used to, I branded fat man. I was like, well, there it is. I'm in. And then post heart attack, when I dropped the weight, I'm like, this is possible. Like, it's, I, I do look different. I see pictures of myself. I just saw one today that Malcolm sent me. Me, him, and Mosier getting on this prom bus that I rented up in Canada to take us back to New York. And I'm fucking huge. Right. Like, I, I, it's not even like, it's, oh my God, it's an inflated version. I don't even look like I currently fucking look. It was really baffling to me. I wasn't wearing backwards baseball caps. That was something I only did in the movies <laughs> at that point. Now I just do it in real life. Now the line is blurred. And same thing for you. Like, think about where you've been and where you are now. I can't imagine you ever, like, saw yourself as being jacked. Well, how about us in – there's a picture of us in a hot tub. Bro, wearing shirts. We're, we're wearing I'll tell shirts. You right, I'll tell you right now. If we recreated that shot, I'm still, still wearing a fucking shirt. <laughs> I don't give a shit yeah. how, how much better I do look. But And I do. I'm honestly thinner than I was on fucking mall rats. Right. But, yeah. but still, I ain't fucking getting a no hot no tub way. without a shirt on. I was thinking that same thing. We would still have our shirts on. Totally. I would I, – I, 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 I've, but you could have like fuck one of the white t-shirts on. It's all wet and clingy. But I wore a white t-shirt anyway and, and never thought about it. I always thought that the white shirt, blo like it, this is my shield. I yeah. put on my white shirt and you can't see it. <laughs> so weird, man. I just went through some clothes. My mom was like, there's this man who was helping me with my phone at the phone store. And he's, you know, like big guy. Do you have any of your older clothes and stuff? And I was like, I, I do. Let me dig them up. And so um, I went digging through my old clothes and uh, I was comfortable. Now, comfortable means it's got breathing room. It's not form fitting, drapey. But I was comfortable in an 8XL hockey jersey. 8X. Yes. When you see me for a large period of my uh, Edmonton colors wearing years, you know, when I'm wearing that jersey. Right. Um, I get up to uh, 8XL on those jerseys. Wow. Yeah. Was, I, I don't even think I saw it. But now, to be fair, their hockey jerseys are big. They stretch, too, over pads, right? There's Well, I was wearing goalie cut as well, <laughs> which means that like they're intended to be worn over huge fucking pads. Right. But you want to talk about Moo Moo, you could swim in that fuck. And the problem with that is there's room to grow, and you will, because yeah. I did. Um, I, I look at that guy, and I'm like, how do you, how do you, how, can't relate to him at all. I put on recently um, a Remember the Titans jersey that I found in a box. And I have a picture of myself wearing it and it's taut. 
and I put it on and could, it's just unimaginable. And this was made for me. So there's not even, they didn't even, there's no X's in it. Cause it was just, they measured me and built this dress essentially. Now hold on a second. You worked at Denzel three times, three times. That's right. You were in the train movie as well. Train movie in John Q. Ethan's going to come over on my past uh, podcast and do this. By the time this airs, you've probably already been on film school Fridays. Yeah. That's fucked up. I like what? We'll talk about that. And this is not this is not the time nor place. But yeah, Jesus Christ, um, gigantic, really, fucking un. Uh, like I, I could I you could could you and your lady have gotten into it? Easy. No could problem. you have fit a good child with Smith, you guys? I found the fucking green army jacket from Mall. I know. I saw the picture. It was also amazing. gigantic. Yeah. I, you put up the pic. I was like, this is crazy. Um, you, I can't believe you still got the jacket. Yeah, I couldn't either. I found a box. I have American History X shirt, Mallrats jacket. Remember the type? I have fucking movie paraphernalia. Bro, I flat out forgot you worked with Ed Norton, too. Yeah. I got him that Academy Award nomination. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't doubt it. If not for me. Um, was he? You know how they're always like, that dude's a perfectionist. Was he like that? That was the movie where he fought with the director a lot, right? Yeah. Tony K. K. Who, and I think Tony Kay, if he heard this, wouldn't be insulted, is truly uh, out of his mind, like a, like a nutty artist guy. Right. I, I, I didn't see, um, I didn't <coughs> see that kind of stuff right. on set afterwards it happened. Afterwards. But Tony Kay did something like when he went in to demand another $10 million to reshoot some big portion of the movie from the perspective of a homeless woman. Uh, he brought a rabbi, a priest, and a Buddhist monk, and they spoke for him. So, like, he was doing shit like that. Fascinating. Tony K. Here's what true artist. Tony story. Yeah, I'm on set. Tony K. Tells me this story. He says, uh, "I'm an artist, really an artist. I I went to have. A, I was invited to have a piece in the Saatchi Art Gallery, some show, and I brought my piece. They said we won't show this. I sued them. I won a whole bunch of money. I framed the check. I had them hang that." So he's like a real maniac. That's nuts. Yeah. Um, that. So what did you wear in that movie? T-shirts? I wore a, a pest control button-down shirt, probably built for me also. And so you found that? Yeah. Did you swim in it? Swam. Like, un, unbelievable. Um, how amazing. That must feel fucking fantastic. It's crazy, dude. By the way, when you go hiking, have you ever hiked with weights? No, and I thought it's so weird you say that because today I was hiking up. I saw some guy coming down, and he was carrying a fucking a barbell <laughs> that had two gigantic black fucking weights that you would see at a fucking at a gym. At, like yeah, but uh, like not a you know. Oh, I'm going to do yoga like a gym gym where motherfuckers right. are like and doing that. Yeah, he was like carrying it. He's coming down the hill, but like he had to get it up there. You know what I'm saying? And it, it looked fucking heavy. I didn't quite catch the weight, but like. Let's say fifty and fifty. Yeah, the weights were that big and yeah. that fucking like heavy looking. Dude's carrying hundred pounds. Are you talking about just like hand weights or leg weights or what I does threw, one do? I threw a thirty-five pound weight. Now listen, you and I have lost a shitload of weight. I, I suspect at your heaviest, you make it to the top of Runyon, even if it's really hard. You're out of breath. Yeah. I threw a thirty-five pound uh, kettlebell <clears throat> in a backpack once and went for a hike and Holy was fuck. destroyed. No, but like destroyed and and this is 300 pounds lighter than my heaviest did you think 
Like, did, was it ever so bad that you were like, I'm going to leave this kettlebell right here? I really thought about really? it. Really? Yeah. You were like, fuck this kettlebell. I really thought about it. Why? What possessed you? What was it? Well, here, what's the health benefits carrying a 30-pound kettlebell? Uh, n- Probably nothing. Just extra effort. But I was like- But what was, so was the extra effort get you? More loss? Re- uh, yeah. Higher, higher heart rate. Really, the majority of your weight loss is through your breath. So the more you're breathing- Wait. Wait. Here's, this is going to blow your mind. Your body yeah. is a machine, a gas-producing machine. You put food in, your combustion engine, which requires it to heat up, to cook, to use that energy, is then expelling the majority of your weight loss through your mouth. It's not pee. It's not sweat. It's not shit. It's breath. Who says? That's just how you lose weight. Wait. That's fucking astounding. I've never heard that in my life. So then while you're, while you're, while I'm hiking as many fucking breaths as possible. I don't think, don't try to hyperventilate yourself. (laughs) I'm like, he said, said, you lose weight. Oh God, I'm passing out. (laughs) No, but the more you breathe, that's how it is working. Yes. That's fucking fascinating. Yeah. So about these motherfuckers that like, you know, I'll go hiking with Jen and like, I'm like, (gasps) and she's like, yeah like what's going on and no no effort for them they, you know they've got a better system than we do i see people when i hike i see you know there are people i pass it always makes me feel like man because they're younger than me but then there are people that like smoke past me and i always cognitively reframe it for them where i'm like yeah well if i fucking weighed what you weighed i also would be smoking right fucking past me as well yeah and then like you know i had a heart attack motherfucker just yeah. <laughs> all the shit that you rolled through your head yeah when i do that with dudes on uh doing squats because i have destroyed my knees and i can't do heavy squats so i'm always in there doing light squats feeling judged by everyone (laughs) they're like you call that a squat yeah exactly (laughs) you see some smaller dude throw up huge weights and they're getting their ass to the floor and i'm like yeah but i was three i mean i could have i did that every day you're like that's well done newbie yeah exactly i've been there have you ever seen anybody fucking have a prolapsed anus from doing that shit? No. There's a photo online I saw like 25 years ago, still haunts me, of a dude, a lifter, and he was doing the deadlift. Yeah. And, in you know, fucking, it was heavy. The dude, his muscle shot out of his fucking asshole. And prolapsed his anus. P- pants? I don't think he ripped through his pants, but they had the picture of him with the pants down. And right. it was like... Who knew that was a fucking? Th- I remember from that day forward, I was like, "Well, it's a good reason not to fucking yeah. do that." I yeah. never deadlifted anything in my life. Yeah, I won't do anything heavy. I- I'm I'm so into like the idea of never getting hurt. Mm-hmm. Like I don't want to do anything extreme. I want to be. Able you to don't have to get hurt to do what you did. No, is that no. true? No, honestly, they like, say no pain, no gain. No. Yeah, okay, but pain could mean anything. <coughs> pain could be just getting out of bed is painful, right? No kidding. It could be really tough. Or um even you know, the idea of hiking running to me is painful. I'm like, yeah. oh God. And the way I work out, it's all in these like six week cycles basically. And I'm not going to really anywhere near failure until the last week, and then it's only for a week. And so that's a painful week, but I'm actually harming myself. When you say six weeks got a cycle explained. I start off relatively easy and then each week i increase the volume and volume could be actual weight reps and sets that all those three things would equal volume so maybe it's a little bit of weight or another set and then the next week it's the same amount of sets but a little bit more weight and then the week after that it's maybe both what happens at the end of week six 
at the end of the week six, I'm and and so week one, I'm also going where I got three in the tank of everything. So if it's bench press, I could do it three more times perfectly and I'm hanging the bar up. Week two, maybe two in the tank, and I'll do two in the tank for three weeks. Week five and two in the tank means just when you hit your number, you're like two more. If I could do two more, I'm hanging it up. And when I say two more, I don't mean that the bar is on my chest. I mean a perfect repetition. Right. Once uh, anything goes out on the repetition, I'm struggling. You hear like, it doesn't look great. I failed. Right. That's failure. And so I'm never getting to that point until the last week. Mm. And even then, nothing's that heavy. To, but what happens at six? When you say six weeks, is there then a break? Yes. Then there's an easy week where it's not laying in bed, but it's nothing like it's been. Right. And then basically I start over, maybe change the exercises. And then the six week begins again. Yeah. And it's not exactly the same. It'll be a little bit more than the beginning of the prior cycle. So it's six on one kind of off six six on, on, but different. And one kind of, you eventually cycle back to that say first what we you know the what, yeah. whatever you did first let's say i started, or do you have to change it each and every time no no you don't i don't change it but i always <clears> want to <throat> be a little bit more every so, time i start so, all right so at the end of six weeks you take your week ish break then when you started the next six weeks you pushed it to bigger numbers bigger reps could be two and a half pounds on a bench press is that L- right literally that's it but that two and a half pounds would be two and a half pounds above the prior week one. And so every cycle, I want to be getting stronger. And that's that will do it by adding more weight to it. Yeah. And I'll never get to <coughs> be doing anything that heavy. The body <laughs> gets used to... Sorry, kids. I'm like fucking... We're sitting here talking about health, and of course I'm smoking a joint. <laughs> what uh, the body gets used to like uh, I'm me hiking Runyon four miles door to door at a certain point when my body be like, yeah. And it will not like, okay. Whatever you get out of that right now at a certain point, your body will do it more efficiently. Meaning I'll be better at it. You'll be better. at. I'm already it. feeling that part. So then the idea would be, and look, I'm I'm a big believer in rest time too to allow the body to recuperate. But the idea would be go at a faster pace, mm-hmm. a little bit, or add or add distance, distance and time. Yeah, and but but time gets really complicated because like let's say you're doing a very steady pace on a treadmill and mm-hmm. you start out with 20 minutes, you don't want to add time forever because eventually you're just on the treadmill all day long, right? So it would be, the idea would be to pick up the pace a little bit, put it on a little bit more of an incline, something like that. If you've got a a loop on Runyon, the best metric would be clocking your time and trying to beat yourself. That's what to do. Yeah. That's interesting. I hadn't thought about that. I was like, well, I guess I could add more distance, but it's like, how about you start timing it and be like, pick up the pace. Right. Took me an hour today. Next week, I want to do it in 59 minutes. Literally, my door to door is like it's when it started was 90 and now it's down to 80. So you're already naturally doing that and without that. But now I get why because yeah. the body's efficient, like, oh, we know how to do this. Yeah. But and now, now we're here and now, we now it's like, all right, if it's 80, try bringing that motherfucker to 70. 
Yeah, but I wouldn't go try. Here's the here's the 70, problem. Seventy five. If you try to go seventy immediately from at eighty, because that's like a fucking twelve or fifteen percent increase, right? So you take it in half of that. I would do it more gradually. Look, look easier is my middle name. Yeah. So fucking, if you give me the easy. ticket, I'm taking that ticket. I'm punching it, and I'm gonna fucking take the easier ride. Yeah, that's fucking good thinking, man. That's the that's the fucking smoke right there, man. That's gonna be useful. That's going into the DNA. That already fucking lodged in there. I'm going to be thinking about you when I'm going up that hill and I'm like, I can't believe I'm still doing this. And be like, you should be doing it faster, motherfucker. <laughs> I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> Pick yeah. up the pace. When you think about all of this stuff, your diet, the walk, do you think about, does it, does it ever, do you ever think about lifetime and like that this is something that you will likely be afflicted with for life? Yes. I think about it all the time where I'm just like, well, right now, particularly, this is like I, what started as like, I'm going to, you know, I used to walk, uh, hike, run, and say five times a week, take the weekends off or whatever the fuck. Now I've been on this like stretch streak. <laughs> and so I'm like, why not go every day? Yeah. It's right there. Generally, we got the good weather. What's your excuse? Like, you know, do you have, do you need a cheat day? You've had a cheat life. Like, right. how about you just fucking? So I've been committed to like doing it every day. And as I've been doing it every day, at a certain point, the thought crosses my mind where I'm like, I'll probably die doing this and not die doing this. Like, you know, this is going to kill me, but I will have to do this till I fucking die. Yeah. Now, you know, if I'm lucky enough to make it to a fucking ripe old age and I don't bust a hip or anything, I doubt I'll be doing Runyon. But I'll be honest, I see motherfuckers going up the hills. I, like, we live in the hills here. And so I see motherfuckers go up the hills all the time. White-haired, old, you know, like, you don't... This is weird sell for the great state of California, but I'm not going to say it's a fountain of youth, but aging slows down here. Proof positive that, like... Even at age 96, he almost hit 96 right before he passed away. Or was it 96? was about to hit 97. No, 90. it was going to be 96 because I was at his 95th birthday. Stan Lee looked 75. Yeah. Like, there's something about living out here. Like, you know, I think it is because you don't have to spend as much time indoors based on weather. Promotes activity, promotes health. There's... You know, lifestyle choices out here, which aren't like, uh, hey, man, you want a dollar value meal? You could eat fucking healthy. You could work out. It's out here, people seem to be into that health conscious, appearance conscious. So being out here helps, I think, more than if I lived like almost any place else. But I do realize that this is like a lifetime sentence. And what I'm going to need to do over time is not define it as a sentence, right? but a, a privilege. Yeah. The fact that I'm still, you know, I fucking four years ago today, Ethan. Today. Yeah. Was, I didn't know that. Was the heart attack, the uh, widow maker that almost took my life, which I was told was an 80-20, 80% chance of dying, 20% chance of living. I was on Mick Garris's podcast, who also had a, a widow maker, and he was like, that's not right. And I was like, oh, I felt like outlandish. She goes, it's 83% <laughs> chance of dying, 17% chance of making it through. Right. So, you know, what's a hike a day? Yeah. As long as it's above ground. Yeah. Because, you know, uh, who knows what happens when it all shuts down. But then, you know, 
I'd rather bitch about having to hike running every day than people be like, he was a good guy. Until he, you know, dropped dead. Poor son of a bitch. Right. We'll miss him. Yeah. Should have hiked running more. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever the fuck. So I get it that it's like, this is something that's a privilege. It's keeping me alive. Yeah. You know, and that's, I just got to cognitively reframe it. And I bet you I'll get there because right now I'm still like, <clears throat> now it's rewards based, right? Now getting up every day and fucking putting on an outfit and fucking hiking up Runyon is like, A, I'll get a picture to feed into social media. B, I'll have a picture for myself. So I'll be able to fucking see if my face is getting back to where I want my face to be. Yeah. The shape of my face. Um, and then, uh, B, God, what was the other? It wasn't just that. Oh, you look better. Right. You're like getting closer to what, what I like. You're like now, I have a standard based on like the previous, you know, ever since the heart attack, when I dropped the weight, I'm like, well, I like, it's like that. And that picture, when I get my feet at the Chinese theater, that to me has gold standard Kev. Yeah. I know exactly what I weigh there. I weigh 198 and I'm fucking in a a Hugo boss blazer, which I thought was cool until I heard they fucking built the suits for the Nazis. (laughs) So I'm getting rid of that fucking blazer. How are they not kids? I don't don't understand how them and Volkswagen are still in fucking business. (laughs) Anyway, sidebar. But that to me is the gold standard. So whenever anybody's like, oh my God, you look so much better. I'm like, yes, but I know what my absolute best now is. Yeah. And in adulthood. And it's really been hard to not be there to, to like look in the mirror and be like, oh, I see 30, 35 pounds on that fucker, you know, and that, you know, you're not back to where you were when you had your heart attack, but that's not where you're not at your best you're not at your peak so if it means fucking like walking once a day and you know like treating treat food like a treat or treating eating out like a fucking rare thing like unfortunately because of our jobs or fucking whatever you know we're in that rarefied circle where you could literally eat out every night if you wanted to problem is that way lies ruin right you know um so it's about reduction and discipline and I, discipline. I could be good. At. I was disciplined enough to get clerks made. I'm disciplined enough to like go like, I'm not going to eat for five days and not fucking do it, but I'm just not disciplined enough to be like, this portion is fine. Yeah. You know, something has to fucking distract me otherwise. And God forbid I eat in front of the TV unless it's just beans or something like that. I mean, I, maybe somebody give me, I don't like cauliflower, but if somebody stuck a bowl of cauliflower in front of me, in front of the TV, I wouldn't eat it. What if you had like some delicious ranch dip? I don't. I don't know. Do you I, like cauliflower? I, no, not at all. I'm not <laughs> a huge fan of vegetables. But if you got something to dip it in, what do you? What are the vegetables that you choke down that you would not? I I I, I was saying that facetiously because the ranch just dip fucks you up. What are I, I? I will eat cauliflower if pressed. I like to shred cabbage, and I'll eat that until I feel either my wife yells at me because I haven't eaten anything truly green in a while, and then she makes me eat some broccoli. So wait, cabbage is not green? She she doesn't think it's got the right hue of green to it. It's too white. <laughs> she's, got, she's a racist when it comes like, to the fucking not, colors. This is not greens. green enough. I want you to get wow, some vitamins. There are lines. What is uh? And and so what what do you do when you when you're forced to go green? What she calls broccoli. broccoli. And do you like broccoli? I don't like any of it, really. 
I like I like broccoli how do you, fondue. I like broccoli covered in butter or in a cheese sauce. I don't. So, that, so you could eat the broccoli if you dip it into some cheese. Yeah, but I don't eat cheese, so it's kind of out. They got that vegan cheese. I, I occasionally I'll eat a fat like a cashew cheese, cheese or something yeah. like that. That might be a way to get down broccoli. Fuck, dude. The idea of even just like it's rolling through my head. Just the fucking thought of biting into a piece of broccoli. It's, it's just, terrible. It's terrible. And what happens? Like, what about where are you? Where are you on? Um, you know, fucking smoothie shakes. If you blend shit, don't it like lose all its potency? Aren't you supposed no. to eat this shit and chew it? And you can blend stuff, and it's perfectly fine. I think with stuff like fruit, when you strip the fiber from it, so when you juice it, not blend, but when you juice it, then you're just getting all the sugar. Yeah, and it hits your body like there's a way that fruit digests with the fiber slowly and you know like i don't know that it matters if you're having eight ounces of juice every day but the way i drank juice as a kid it was like no different than drinking soda agreed absolutely um but if you were just like doing a green smoothie yeah that's you that's as okay as eating the vegetable itself Sure. Because I know the fruit thing. They're always like, no, man, like if you just fucking if if you're just getting all the sugar from the fruit, not that's great. not the way nature designed it. You need the fiber to break that shit up. But yeah. you're taking all the fiber. out. But it's not the same with a vegetable. It's like you could beat the shit out of a vegetable, it'll still be a vegetable. Yeah. And if you juice it, vegetables don't have as aren't as uh sugary as fruit anyway Not so nearly. you could juice it and just get the vitamins and minerals out of a vegetable and probably be okay i think fiber is really good for the human body so i'm not advocating to lose fiber but if you blend it there's still fiber there's in still it. fiber yeah um so crazy man like i'm 51 you know i f- consider myself a fucking educated man but the older i get the more i'm like i'm dumb as fucking come and like i've lived my whole life you're the one teaching me about it. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, fucking, where were all the adults when I was a child to be like, this is the X and this is Y and this is why you do this? It's good information. I I think it's good information that every individual should be able to apply to themselves. Right. You know, I don't think of any of this shit as like, you should not drink juice. I disagree. I have a diabetic kid. She's got to drink juice when she has low blood sugar. There's, if she just what ate kind of diabetic is she? Type one. So is that needles or pills? Needles. Oh, it was my dad when he when I was growing up. Yeah. But she, then she got to pill maintenance. So wait, how often she got to take a shot? She has a, a a pump that's plugged into her. So every time she eats, she has to give herself insulin. By hitting the pump or something. It's like that? it's all attached to her phone now. Oh my god! But there's what like a, a little catheter. It's crazy. And it's in the body or outside. It sits on the outside, but there's a catheter that, that goes, goes right in. in. Yeah. Oof. A needle shoots it in, then the needle retracts, and there's a catheter. And she's got another one attached to her that's constantly checking her blood sugar. But if she goes low, a piece of fruit doesn't help her. Is that right? Yeah. What does? Either uh, something with carbohydrates and fat or peanut butter. peanut butter on a cracker or fruit juice. It's one problem I've never had in my life. I've never, have you ever had low blood sugar? No. And I was my, I was the son of a diabetic. Right. My dad's entire side of the family is fucking diabetic, but it, so far I've dodged that bullet. Yeah, me too. <laughs> and if I fucking didn't catch that bullet in the years of fucking little Debbie, I can't imagine. <laughs> I'm going to find it now. Although. 
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great, too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at UH1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Going plant based doesn't eliminate sugar, right? And that's comes out the earth. Well, that's and and this is a, this is for me the issue. And I know you went plant based for a myriad of reasons, mm. but for me, when I'm talking to obese people and they and people want just one answer, right? right. I want to solve my situation with X. If carbohydrates are the issue, I will not eat carbohydrates. If meat is the issue, I will not eat meat. And like, as you learned, as I learned, because I tried shit like that, no. it's more in depth than that. Yeah. Unfortunately. Did you ever do Atkins? Yes. I mean, we've done them all. Did you ever do- I did fucking Atkins when Atkins was alive. My parents put me on Atkins. Are you serious? Yeah. I did Atkins. I did OptiFest. You ever do OptiFest? Yep. Um, That was like, you had to go to a doctor and pick up your powder every week. Yeah. And you sat in group and talked to them. I loved OptiFast because I got uh, fucking diet soda because the doctor was like, drink as much diet soda as you want. And I was like, I'm in heaven. And my mom actually took me off of it because she was a hippie and she went, diet soda is poison. You can't drink this. You're not doing this diet anymore. And I was like, but this is working. <laughs> and I'm happy. I'm drinking diet soda. I want to do this. Diet. Right. Oh, my God. Did you ever do what was the pill that gave you greasy shits? It was like a fat blocker. Alley-oops, was it something? Narcos, I forget. It I was a pill that. that I took that like was a fat blocker. So you could like it block 30% of the fat that you ate. It would just go past your digestion straight into your colon or whatever. That sounds amazing. Except that it resulted in greasy, oily shit. Sometimes you would go shit and just orange oil would pour out of you. It was the strangest. Because you weren't digesting. Thing. It's just stripping that out of everything and flushing and coming it. through as fucking fat. Yeah, like it was, fun. and probably not healthy. Right. I did that for a while, but it said right on, like one of the cautions or one of the side effects are oily stools. The <laughs> horrible fucking thing. Um. Yeah, man. I've I've tried everything. Um. Until the only thing, which is literally reduce 
an exercise. Yeah. That's it. That's all one could do. Yeah. And um, I think all of those diets. Yeah. Work. Work on based on that principle, whether it's noted or not. If you're doing Atkins, you're losing fat because you're in a caloric deficit. Even if you're not counting calories, doesn't require counting calories to be like, again, you're not sitting there. I don't know. Maybe you are going like, I have 2000 calories to eat. I've had five cans of beans. So I'm <coughs> you don't have to do I'm that. I'm doing worse. I'm going like, I don't want to eat more than a thousand calories. So I can get away with three cans of beans, but I'll probably just do two. Right. I've seen your hummus too. That shit looks awesome. Oh, bro. My hummus is fucking good. The only problem with my hummus. It was Leron, my DP on Clerks 3, you met him. Um, he taught me how to make it. The only problem with it is it's very tahini-based. Right. So, you know, n- n- nothing wrong with sesame seeds, but right. yeah, that's if you've never seen true tahini kids, I ain't talking about like what they pass you at some fucking restaurant. I'm talking about straight out Israel, out of fucking, you know, fucking jar tahini. You could probably find it at like, Whole Foods or any fucking food store. The Whole Foods, you got glass, you can see it. Shit's peanut butter. Yeah. It's just not as sweet. But there, it's the like density a, a of peanut butter. A third of butter. the can is, a third of the jar is oil. Oil. Yeah. So in order to prep it, you like fucking pop that into the blender and blend it to something that's, you know, not oil separation. And it's, but it's, you know, if it's got oil, it's fucking fat. And it literally is just sesame seeds squeezed real fucking hard and shit. But so I want to say to you, yeah, I've been missing tahini. I recently made a, um, a tzatziki that was low fat and it was delicious. And in making that, I was like, fuck, I really miss tahini because I love Mediterranean food. So what, what was your thoughts on tahini then? I looked up how do you do low fat tahini because again I'm going like it's impossible sesame seeds actually by weight have a shitload of fat in them and this recipe said basically just take that jar while it's cold dump the oil and take some and mix it with water that's the move I haven't done it yet so I don't know if it tastes great I might try that but it kills a lot of the fat because it is a very like when you see true tahini in the jar it separates yeah the way that like you know a freshly ground jar of peanut butter separates all that oil on top so is that the same for like peanut butter if like you should pour the oil off the top well here's the thing look it up if you put a jar of tahini next to a jar of oil I've seen an inch of oil on top of peanut butter and tahini. I've it's usually it's half the jar. Yeah, it's a lot. Right, right, so right. I don't know if the peanuts are actually holding onto more fat than they are separated. But PB Fit is a good solution to peanut That's butter. That's the powder shit, yeah, right? Yeah. Mix that with water or in. What's different about that? It's literally like freeze dried. <coughs> they, they basically suck the oil out and then turn it into powder, like. I don't know how they get the oil out of it, but maybe they just press it so much that the oil comes out and then you're left with powder. And you mix it with water and make like your own peanut butter. It's just way less oil. Yeah. Or you put it in non-fat Greek yogurt. I don't know if you can eat that, but something. Mm -hmm. You could probably have a cashew yogurt What, you put PB on that? Yeah. That's a good... So like if you were... Like for me, a, a treat is fucking like, ooh, peanut butter. Yeah. Off a spoon, off the jar. Um between peanut butter, like, you know, even fucking freshly ground peanut butter. And what's the powdery stuff called? PB. PB Fit. PB Fit. Yeah. That's probably the better snack. 
it's certainly the lower calories. Yeah, one has less, way less oil. Yeah. It's a little life hack, I might add. Yeah. It, it's weird when you take a mouthful of powder, but, you know, as a kid, I no, used to but, do yeah. a mouthful of fucking Swiss Miss. <laughs> yeah. And then another mouth. I would not do mouth. a mouthful of water you could, or a mouthful of powder. It could be that thing where you, like, inhale some. I would mix it with water you, or something. Death by fucking peanut butter. That's <laughs> nothing wrong with that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know there are people out there with peanut allergies. Sorry, but I'm not one of them, and I fucking love peanut butter. Yeah. It's like the idea. Remember, they showed Homer in hell, and they're like, "You're gonna die from donuts," and he's just like, "Nom, yeah, nom, okay, nom, I'll be happy." Nom. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin, oh, good lord! Thank you so much. Thank you for having me, man. Uh, thanks for uh, for leading the way. Always being a light. Like, I'm fucking sure. all those posts are positive, not just like physically positive. Where you're like, "Look at him, he's fucking doing it," but you got the right headspace. You're putting out uh, the right vibe. Very positive, up with people. You never like negative about anything you're always no I, I do try to be open about how it's not all easy i know? mean just I even know. like you're never like oh you know what this guy's an asshole or this no. movie sucks like no and you're upfront about like you know the work yeah that you put into it and stuff um and i'm so glad that the fucking podcast is going going so long that i've been here twice now. yeah you believe it? Excellent. I can't wait for the third appearance. I know, man. Fucking don't wait two years. Yeah. But we'll do it again. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. And now for the Q&A. Today's question is from Stacy. Hi, Stacy. Stacy says, so I don't really have a weight problem and I can eat anything I want without gaining uh, weight. Fuck you, Stacy. Stacy says, she says, I know. So annoying. <laughs> but. I think I might be what people call skinny fat because I don't really exercise and I just haven't even really done that. I am getting a bit older and I know that I should, but I'm not totally sure what kind of exercise to do. What would you suggest for someone like me for long-term health rather than weight loss per se? I really think just walking is is good exercise for long-term health. And then... um uh, you know, I think I think it's really a, a mixture of resistance training and cardio and mm -hmm. and those can be balanced and it doesn't have to be lifting heavy weights. It's just a little bit of of both of those, you know, picking heavy stuff up, moving it around, setting it down and getting your heart rate up. And I don't mean up like to the extremes, but elevated a bit for a sustained period of time, like those two things, however, however you want to design that. And I think the best way to design it is to find ways of doing that, that you enjoy doing that so that you continue to do it. So it's not just like a chore of like, well, my heart needs a little assistance. So I guess I'll make, you know, which, you know, for some people, that's a, a, a good enough reason and they get it done. But, uh, you know, that was never my reason. But I think really uh, a mixture of some weights and cardio in any way you know there are all these classes berries boot camp orange theory i find that they're a little bit too extreme in the cardio but they do try to do that it's a mixture of cardio and weights and you can go at whatever pace you want what about a like okay so is resistance training only with weights or what if you're doing a pilates class and you're on the reformer machine or even without the reformer where you're you know it's body weight or whatever like is that considered resistance training too it's kind of well the reformer is certainly resistance because there is, there are uh springs to make it hard 
God, those are torture devices. Those really intense. Yeah. Yeah. That is resistance. I think body weight after a while, you just kind because it's the same weight or if it's if you're getting slightly lighter or slightly heavier, it changes very incrementally. But the idea with resistance training is that the weight progressively gets heavier. And Mm. I don't mean in extremes. I don't mean, you know, you go from a 90 pound bench press to a 315 pound bench press, not that, but more just that, you know, if you start out with five pound weights, maybe over the course of a year, you're at 7.5 pound weights and, and, you know, they, they don't feel like impossible to do, or, or you move up to 10 pound weights or something like that. I don't know, five to 10 pound weights, that's doubling your weight. That seems like a lot. So I don't know if that's the correct thing, but weights or bands or, um, bands are great because bands are resistance. Um, the reformer, you can increase the resistance on that. Anything like that. Yeah. Amazing. No, I think that's so good. I've heard as a person getting a little older myself, I, yeah, I've heard that. It's just something I never thought of when I was younger. It was just like exercise. I don't know whatever that meant, you know, but the, but the idea of resistance and, um, especially I think women, there's so much, there has been so much over the years of like, no, women shouldn't lift weights, blah, blah, you know, all that kind of stuff. But like, if you just look at people who do consistently, it, I don't know, there's like, a, they're healthier. Yeah. And it's total bullshit. Women shouldn't lift weights. Yeah. You know, I mean, it literally could be like all of this stuff we used to do before we had cars and machines to do it all for us. It's about making your body come into contact with stuff that's going to push back against it. That's all. By the way, fucking women, you know, um, should will get huge benefits in offsetting the potential for osteoporosis, which is a big problem for women mm-hmm. um, who are fucking swilling milk. I've sworn a lot in this. I apologize. Um, Did you say swilling milk? Yeah. To get that vitamin C so that their bones stay nice and dense. What is and swilling? You mean drinking? Th- throwing it back. Yeah. Uh, okay. You know, I in a, in a reckless matter, you know, <laughs> milk out of a big beer stein or something like that. And when Got we're talking it. swilling, we're not talking about a little dainty milk mustache. We're talking mm. about a milk Santa Claus beard, right? <laughs> okay. Got it. Um, yeah, but I, I think re- resistance training is super, super beneficial. And skinny fat, I've seen those people. Mm-hmm. It really wouldn't probably take a lot for her to change her body pretty drastically in in a super beneficial way if she's just looking for health. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you for that. If you have a question that you would like answered on this podcast, please email it to us at AmericanGlutton.net. Thanks for listening to this episode of American Glutton. I'm Ethan Suplee. You can follow us on Instagram at American Glutton Podcast. Sincerely.